0: Welcome, Legends. It's time for Tack Room Talk. Proudly brought to us by our friends at Silver Lining Herbs. And now your host, from
1: Buell, Idaho, a regular National Finals bareback rider, Josie Young. And we're back for the next episode. It's been a couple weeks, but hey, we're back at it. On today's episode, I have one of the guys with the prettiest smile, the prettiest teeth, and this guy can spur bucking horses too. Caleb Bennett, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: And my co-host... The one, the only, the sales machine
0: himself, Chance Shootnick. How'd you like that intro? Well, when you're talking about spurring bucking horses and having pretty teeth, I thought you were talking about me, but then you looked over to Caleb, so I, I didn't know. Hey, let's talk about that. Did, did you use the spur bucking horses a little bit? I Well, I did beat Wade Sundell two years in a row in high school rodeo, you know, and, and at one point I had to make a decision on where to, what to do with my life. You know, he okay. chose bucking horses, hold, I chose. Hold the phone, <laughs> hold the phone. Let's anybody out there that can get Wade Sundell
1: on the phone. I, I'm pretty sure I can, Caleb. I know you can. Yeah, we're gonna have to fact check this and make sure <laughs> that Chant Shutnik beat
0: Wade Sundell two years in a row. He's
2: pretty confident about that, Caleb. We, we definitely need to get Wade on the horn. I, I don't believe this. Actually, do you have his number
1: on you right now? We should call him. Yeah, we should
2: call him. <laughs> call him? Call Maybe him. Like,
1: man, Chance was uh No, let's call him. Let's call him. Let's get him on the phone. Okay. I think this will be good.
0: I hope he remembers who <laughs> I am. He's like,
1: who? Chance
0: Shuckanectic.
1: Here, we got we to gotta put it on. Oh, uh, I
2: don't have his number. Oh, uh,
1: man. We're
2: going we're gonna to have to get yeah, back to this one. Absolutely.
1: So, Caleb, we, we are sitting right now in Grapevine, Texas. And if anybody doesn't know where Grapevine, Texas is, DFW Dallas-Fort Worth Airport is literally right behind me right now. Explain to the people that are listening what we are doing right here, right now.
2: As far as the podcast? Yeah, we're doing a podcast, <laughs> but besides that, what's going on tonight? <laughs> so, uh, what is it? Round 8 of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo taking place here in Arlington tonight. Um, down in the locker room, the guys have been calling it Los Arlington. Los Arlington. You know, I get you know, it. A combination there, yeah, of Las yeah. Vegas and mm-hmm. Arlington. Um, yeah, round 8, and as far as like what I'm over... Uh, yeah, with, this, is a, this with, is
1: a little different for you this year, isn't
2: it? A lot different. A lot different. Yeah, because um,
1: you're usually nodding your head. Usually nodding my
2: head and taking the director duties all in one. And yeah. uh, this year, it's just straight-up director duties. To helping these guys take care of horses, getting them in the right pens, doing all that good fun stuff. But uh, tonight, the bareback riding, these guys are going to have some fun. Ex- I, explain have some fun. I mean that with a lot of sarcasm it's the eliminator pen tonight these guys are uh they're not gonna have that much fun there's gonna be a couple (laughs) in there that are fun to get on but these guys are gonna be bearing down gritting their teeth and uh there's gonna be a lot of ice so you gotta you gotta you gotta probably admit that it's a little easier to
1: set these pins when you're not nodding your head you're like oh yeah this one deserves to be in there
2: yeah i mean when uh, let's be honest you go through (laughs) there if you're entered you're like gosh dang i don't think i'd like that one so let's try to bury that one in the re-rides and Ooh, I don't know that one. Uh, but yep. when when you're not entered, you gotta get them all bucked. I mean, that's part of my job, and uh, I don't I don't look at it that way. I just look at trying to put the best pen together that I can.
1: Is Killer B in this pen? Yes. So um, Killer bee's a little scary. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your traveling partner had it, had her last time she was out. Yep, Richmond champion, and I thought he did an excellent job handling her.
2: Yeah, I thought so too. I mean. For what they marked that horse all year long, mm-hmm. the prestige is fine. As far as being like you said, scary. Like a lot of guys, I mean, they guys bring her, they go get on her, but no one really truly wants to see that horse next to the name. Yeah, like, let's be honest. I mean, there's not one guy in that locker room that's like, yeah, I, I want that horse. They're all like, well, I mean, if I draw her, I'm going to bear down and do my best, but that's not necessarily the one I want.
1: So let's explain to everybody what you mean by that, because um, you know what what
2: is it that she does that makes her difficult. Uh, geez, what is it she doesn't do? That'd be the better way to put it. Uh, she's, she's, I mean, everything an eliminator is in one package. She's mm-hmm. jumping three, four feet off the ground, moving ahead, you know, a good, I don't know, we call it buck and shoot length, but you'd, that's kind of the cowboy term. You'd say if she moves ahead, you know, three, four feet every time she jumps in there and then shoots forward and kicks, and she's kicking the lights out, you know? And she's a big horse, too. Yeah, you know, and she's freaking a bottle-fed horse, which makes her even a little more scary because she runs in there, and she doesn't look that scary, and she's licking her lips like, okay, you know, what's going on? (laughs) She doesn't shoot, fight you. She stands there like a shot dog, and honestly, she runs in there, and the guys are like, "Why, why is this one so scary? And then they nod their head, and they find out. I mean, like Richie talked to me... After he got on, he's like, there's just nothing good about that – or nothing that feels good about that horse. Like, it's yeah. pain the whole way across there. And she's she is. She's jumping and kicking and she's moving ahead and dropping. Like, there's certain Eliminators out there that just jump in the air and drop and kick hard. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones like her that drop, kick hard, and move forward all in one. And she's, I mean, the the all-in-one package of the
1: Eliminators. I remember when she first came around, um, I was still rodeoing – and, uh, she was extremely scary. Then I felt like, because she was at least now she's got somewhat of a pattern. The last few times I've yeah. seen her, she's kind of got a, a little bit of a pattern, but man, when she first come around, like I l- literally thought she was going to kick so hard that she'd do a front flip or I've seen her flop on her side once or twice. Oh yeah. You know, she yeah. was, I was just like, holy cow, that horse is way too big to be landing on you.
2: Oh, yeah. And and like you said, she does have more of a pattern now. and um, I think that's kind of what's helping guys get along with her a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to like Richie Habner the other night, uh, my opinion, yeah, Casey Fields won the round that night. Probably the flashiest, best bareback ride of the night for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you go as far as prestige and what the horse's strength and capabilities are of Killer B, I in my opinion, Richie should have won the round hands down.
1: yeah. Well, that's been an ongoing battle for quite some time is the judging system. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I got sick of riding was was the judging was so unpredictable. And I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of them guys have never run their hand in a rigging and, and know what that horse feels like. I uh, mean, yeah. like us guys, like me being done for a while, I haven't been on for five years now. But I can look at that horse, even the new ones that are coming around that I – i've never seen before i can look at them and be like wow she's droppy she's heavy you know without without getting on them yeah you know
2: you know and that's like you said that's all something you learn to visualize see and and adapt to as being a bareback driver you can point that out without ever tying to them you know yeah that's one thing that's i guess nice about running your hand and actually experiencing it
1: and killer b you know i I think we're getting stuck on killer b here a little bit but she's worth talking about um that's the same horse that that uh put casey field out of commission there for a little while too
2: isn't it yeah yeah that is you know um he tied to her in the short round at uh austin and i mean made one of the best bareback rides i've seen made on that horse Mm -hmm. and then right there they get off and um, the end of it kind of took a turn for the worst on his behalf and took a hit to the head and it put him out i mean yeah for a good six months with a, a head injury you know and yeah it just goes to show you what well not just her but all these horses horses are capable of here tonight
1: yeah and i that's when casey i feel like got uh really involved in the cbd business as you know he's a owner in power pro cbd and uh that he he gives all the credit to his comeback with, with using CBD. And, uh, man, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool to see as, as you know, silver lining is one of the, uh, main sponsors for this podcast. Um, also I Empire CBD. Um, so I want to give a shout out to, to everybody. Just look into the CBD world and, uh, check it out. Obviously, um, herbal products for silver lining herbs as well full full line of human products now
2: don't you use some of those okay yeah i do i i used almost the whole human line that you guys put out now and i love it yeah when when uh when
1: when you come on to the team we just had the horse line and uh you being a bareback rider
2: explain what you did with your with your silver lining products um well i mean yeah that's a, when i come on you guys had i mean your your dog products the horse products and um I actually, I believe I was with you the one time I actually just tried to put a scoop of the herbal horse products into a glass of orange juice, and that was horrible tasting. So Terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it got the job done, if you could gag it down, but, but... My dad, that's how he... He still does it. He still? Yes. I
1: think you do, too, don't you, try? I put it in my smoothies, so it's... Yeah, yeah that covers it I up just covers it up. Yeah. I just can't get over the orange juice or apple juice with garlic, or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's
2: like... You got sweet and savory, and it's like, Ew, you yeah, just can't do it. Oh yeah. So I well, so I you know turned to the dog products. Everything was in capsules. Mm-hmm. So um, up and clear up until you guys, come out with the human line. I was taking basically all the stuff I'm taking now, but I mean, it was had a dog paw on it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and in a bottle. And um, for a guy like me, I mean, I've got a couple rope horses, and and I use you know. Quite a bit of the silver lining products for them, rope horses and um, all that stuff. But being a And your champion dragger, ponies, too, right?
0: I, I sold those. Oh, Don't you have, did? Yeah. You
2: sold your bucking horses? No, just the little ponies.
0: Oh. He had this stud pony that when we had our little pony mare, we were going to get her bred to... Yeah.
2: I had the little stud. Why did you sell the pony? Well, you want me to get on that topic now? <laughs> I mean, you do you. Whatever. <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> what well, we were talking about the, the human line product yeah, keep, keep going keep going anyway I, the human line is huge for me yeah i mean i i take the everyday the liver the joint the i don't know i can't remember i've got four or five different bottles of it but um that's that's been a huge product for me
1: well i think it'd be it, especially for a guy like you it's key i mean you use your body to make your money and in today's world when i first started riding bucking horses you know it was kind of a tough man mentality and you know there'd be a few guys working out just doing general stuff but from what I'm seeing these days like at the end of my career and from from then till now there's so many guys that are working at it extremely hard when they're at home they're in the gym a lot and uh you know trying to stay healthy I mean every little edge you get you 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 should take it
2: oh yeah it's a different era and especially in the bareback riding and in my opinion I mean you don't you see more guys working at it and trying to be physic- as physically fit as they can versus ducking off and hitting rodeos based on how good the beer gardens are you know yeah. you, you don't you don't see i mean guys still have a good time don't get me wrong but it's it's turned into a full on athlete sport event, whatever you want to call it like there's mm-hmm. that locker room that I've been part of every night here um is these, these guys, you can tell they're in the gym every day working at this. And it, what did, sh- it uh, shows with the riding nowadays, in my opinion, because these horses are stronger, they're bucking harder, and these guys are able to get by with a couple bags of ice and still get through 10, round, 10 rounds of the NFR.
0: For sure. What did Cody Custer say the other day? We heard him talking about uh, Jamie Mooney made the comment of the locker room so much different. They're doing yoga and foam rolling and nobody yeah. has any Copenhagen J- or beer anymore like that. in the, the J- locker J- J-B's room.
1: JB's like cowboy through and through and like old school Marlboro man, cowboy, you know, oh, yeah. smoking cigarettes and, you know, walking around and, you know, I mean, he might shoot a gla- uh, shot of whiskey or something where he gets on a bull to <laughs> help oh, with yeah. the pain or something. And, uh, he says it, it just, it, it's just so different these days. You know, I walk in the locker room and he says, It's just it just feels different. There's some guy over in the corner doing yoga and
2: (laughs) oh yeah, foam rollers, the theraguns, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a different atmosphere in a locker room. Even, I mean, I don't consider myself that old or been around that long. But even you're
1: one of the old guys now, (laughs) bud. How long have you been rodeoing professionally? Even when I
2: started, it's changed.
1: Hey, you've been like ten years, haven't you? You need to embrace this because when I was around, you're like, "What's up, old man?" (laughs) Well. (laughs) yeah what's
2: up old man well you're still older than me so that's right but i do embrace it i mean it is what it is exactly you're the, you're I'll be the, the veteran you're
1: the sensei that all the young guys come to what do i what do i do better father
2: yeah literally <laughs> lb and cole reiner the two young guns here in, <clears throat> in the barack riding they call me dad nice yeah i like it yeah that those two boys and Jesse Pope, holy crap, they ride good. They ride really good, and they've come here this week and showed it. I mean, they show they deserve to the be I I really like that
1: Jesse Pope because I'm I'm a long-legged bareback rider, and and uh, I've got a lot of respect for that guy. He rides good. Yeah, he does really good. I mean, the other the others ride good too, but man, I just I just know from being there, you know, being long-legged. I mean, I'm six foot and. You know, especially them small horses to, you know, bend your knee and shorten up and, you know, having a little longer spur stroke and having to be quicker footed because you got a little more to set, you know. Yeah. So, man, that kid rides really good.
0: Yeah, he does. So, what's caused that? Because, like, I remember, like, you know, there's Bobby Moat was a standout and then Casey Fields a standout. And then, you know, you had two or three guys that rode good and then, you know, but now it's, like, all 15 guys, like, sit up and spur when nobody's, like, leaning back on the other arm and wild. Like, what's... What's caused that ev- evolution?
2: Just what we talked about. Everybody's in the gym and taking it serious. Yeah, like they're not just you know, they're not just rodeo cowboys anymore. They're athletes. Yeah, like it's you, you've got to be an athlete now to excel in the sport and and do good or make a living riding bucking horses. Plain and simple. You can't sit on the couch, play video games, do whatever it is you know kids do nowadays or into or whatever rodeo guys used to do. Right and make it you, that's just plain and simple for sure yeah so let's
1: let's switch gears here a little bit um what are you a year into a, a new marriage
2: yeah a year and well, october 12th it's on my ring I got that's, <laughs> <smart. Yeah. laughs> that's, that's smart yeah that's extreme that's a life hack right there <laughs> yeah, she did well she <laughs> she knew i'd probably need to remind myself when that day was but, yeah, a year, October 12th. Yeah, and uh, she's, uh, she's a pretty good horsewoman herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she does really well with riding and, and making horses and breaking horses, and she loves it and um, makes her happy, so all the power to her. Her name's Savannah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what do you all I thought I was the offered guy. <laughs> what do you
0: all to say? That? Yeah. Savannah's great. Yes, that is Savannah true. is
1: his wife. No, she's, she's awesome. You know, you know what she's really got a good talent for too, is, is making videos. I used to, I used to sell a bunch of rope horses and she actually come and filmed, um, quite a few horses for me and took some pictures and put some videos together. And, uh, you know, that's the key. For sure. Besides having a nice horse, is putting together a good production,
2: and she's pretty talented at that. Uh, yeah, I mean, with all of her media aspects, you know, I yeah. mean, she she does a lot of trailer sales and stuff for her dad up there where we're living, in, in Hamilton in the Hamilton area. And I've I mean, seen
1: you on a couple of those commercials
2: too. Yep, they've got kind of getting they, to be a little uh, they Hollywood. Got, they got me involved. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she. I mean, she does really good with all that social media, and I mean she. There's a lot of stuff she's helped me out with on my own deal.
1: What's the name of that trailer spot? Hamilton RV. Hamilton RV in Hamilton, Montana. So if any of you are in the Montana area looking for a travel trailer, camp trailer, whatever it is, what what all do they have there?
2: It, travel trailers, camp trailers. Yeah, I mean, they have it all. And they even have some, like, truck bed campers that get traded in. They don't really carry them, but if they get traded in and stuff, they've mm-hmm. got a few of those. But Absolutely. And I'm going to give a little...
1: A little push here. Caleb has always got IHempire CBD on hand. Always. So if you are in the area and you have sore joints, muscles, whatever, want to try the CBD out, come talk to Caleb. I'm sure he'll probably give you an autograph too. Yeah, I can do that.
2: I can do that. For free.
1: Then you can look at his smiling teeth all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I give him crap. I'm like, what do you do to have such white pretty teeth because i'm a
2: little jealous he's like nothing i just born with it brush my teeth morning and night drink a <laughs> cup of coffee in between
1: oh geez <laughs> come on now
2: <laughs> it's the truth
0: so <clears throat> i want to hear some rodeo stories i want to hear some i want to know what it's like out there on the on the road
1: do you want to know no, the, you don't do you want to know the first time i ever met caleb i do do you remember do you remember the first time we met
2: yeah i do i was in high school
1: caleb was in high school And I was sitting over, um, I was sitting at Sonny Murphy's house. Sonny Murphy uh, is a bull rider. He's a buddy of mine. Um, And uh, I think he was, I think that was the year he made the national finals and just killing it. That kid, right out of high school, he won the high school finals. Yep. And then that year, just missed making the NFR the same year. Yep. By two spots or one spot. And then the next year, he obliterated them and made the finals in the first or second spot, something like that. So, um, anyways, so we're sitting at his house, and he goes, hey, the the high school rodeo is going on in Harriman, Utah. I said, great. What about it? (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean. weren't real eager to go over to a high school rodeo? Well, yeah, I mean, shoot, we go to 100 rodeos a year. It's like, geez, Louise, I don't want to go to – dang high school rodeo you know and uh he's like well there's this guy there this kid that you gotta meet he's like he'd be right he's he's your style because i my wife used to call me the rhinestone cowboy i used to be a little more flashy than i am now yeah and he's like there's a kid there that i think you'd really like i said all right let's go so we went down there and the first time i seen you you had long you had long hair yeah and uh so what year is this? Like what year years? I'm gonna guess 2006 or seven. So you're like a yeah junior? Or Probably something? 2005. Actually. Yeah, maybe in 2005. Yeah, yeah. So we go down there and you're you're getting ready to to get on a, a bucking horse and you. I remember you had these cockroach killer boots on. Oh yeah, and they were red, white, black. Yep. Pointy toed. Pointy toed. Were they the ones with the dog bones on them? Maybe. Uh, nope. Or I hadn't stars? got those ones yet. Yeah. So, um, and then I watched him ride, and and I was like, "Wow, that kid's got some talent so and then that's and then I, I think where where'd we where'd we run into each other after that?
2: Geez, I don't even remember
1: was was that your senior year?
2: No, I would have been a sophomore or junior that year, yeah, now I feel old, <laughs> yeah. um, so did you ride good in high school, yeah. Yeah, he rode good. Yeah, I mean I I did all right.
0: Is yeah, when you started when when did you start riding like sophomore year or something? Like I that?
2: started riding bucking horses when I was twelve years old. Oh really? Way too soon. Yeah. Wouldn't recommend that for anybody. So
0: but you don't think these little mini ponies are probably the way to start out? Absolutely not. Yeah. Too many bad habits. Yeah. Way too many way bad too not many habits. Not strong enough, too nope. quick. And there's no rhythm. No. Nope.
1: Like they're they're kids scattering. Scattering running and, and the kids are not strong enough to I mean, if if Myself or Caleb gets on one that scatters and runs. We look like crap. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, you can't. There's nothing fundamentally to do correct, and uh, I think it's exactly the same thing for the kids.
2: Yeah, I I think it's terrible. I I do too. I I don't actually agree with it. I don't approve of it. I don't recommend it to anybody. What they need to do is take a page
1: out of Sid Steiner's book of how to bring a bareback rider upon us. Yeah he handpicked everything from what i can tell for that kid and got his confidence yeah extremely high
2: and i mean still does i mean but rockers he's still developing he's still progressing he's still growing and sid and bobby understand that and they Mm -hmm. see it and they're helping him to stay on the right track till it's time to set him free you know and let us do do his own deal but it, it shows i mean that that kid rides like he's been riding for 10 years and he's only been getting on bucking horse for a couple of years now mm-hmm. yeah but when he when he hits the scene his confidence will be extremely
1: high and he'll have to he'll have to hit a break point at some point because he'll be entered somewhere where he may draw killer b or something like that yeah and then he's gonna have to hit another learning curve of how to handle those kind mm-hmm. but uh man that that kid they've done it right with with him i feel like
2: I do too. And I mean, I've actually had that conversation with Sid, you know, and I I think they've done, they've done work with really good work with, with getting him up and going, but they've, I mean, they've had all the right friends and all the right people in their corner too from Casey, Tilden, you know, whoever else, and to help kind of bring him in the, in the right direction. He'll be a force. I mean, like Joe, I mean, like you say, he's going to have to, there's going to be a few learning curves. He's going to hit them strong horses and, have to learn to adapt and overcome that and learn to ride those. But, I mean, I've been rodeoing professionally well over 10 years now and still have to learn that.
1: Yeah, it, it never stops. It never stops. I mean, when you feel like your confidence is extremely high, then all of a sudden next week it's like, wow, you're running into something, you stub your toe, and then your confidence gets shot a little bit, and then it kind of you know, compounds, and it's like, geez, at least can I ever get out of this slump. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Oh, big time. Yeah. But wouldn't you say that the people you surround you yourself with are the you know what helps you get out of
2: that slump a little bit? Oh yeah. I mean, you you traveled up down the road. You know just as well as I do. People you're either traveling with or talking to all the time or whatever. Um, they're your the biggest help or mentors or whatever you want to call it to get out of any slump or when you're on top to keep you on top. Absolutely. I remember.
1: You know. Me and you traveled together for, for a little while there and, and Jr. Vizane was with us and uh how is Jr. I haven't talked to Jr. in a little bit. He's good. I, 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 I talk keep to him up pretty... with I keep up with him on social media. Yeah, I the guy's talk a to him a beast. Time. He is. A beast. An absolute beast. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for J.R. Vazane. But I've got a rodeo story. You wanna hear it? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. It involves Caleb too. So <laughs> We were up at um, Redding, California, and uh, there was there was me and Caleb and JR Bizane were traveling together, and uh, Casey Coletti calls us and is like, "Hey, can I catch a ride with you guys at Cloverdale after Redding?" And I says, "Yeah, absolutely." We were in uh, me and JR's uh, you know Creeper van. Yeah, nineteen ninety two starcraft starcraft (laughs) starcraft buds hey this thing could do it and it was pretty comfortable you got it it was very comfortable if we had a big hill to climb i was worried about this thing blowing up (laughs) okay so so speaking of that i forgot about this part of the story but i will remind you we got pulled over out north of Reading. there's some big mountain areas there and we're going up this hill we get pulled over by a cop and he comes up to the to the van and he's like, you guys cowboys? And we're like, well, yeah, just come from the rodeo at Reading. He's like, that gum. He says, I pulled you over because this van looks creepy as hell. And uh, you guys are going extremely slow. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. I forgot about this. He goes, he goes, you guys are going extremely slow up this hill. He says, I didn't know if you guys were high or drunk or what. But he says... I just know that you guys are a bunch of cowboys, and you probably couldn't afford a nicer van, so uh, <laughs> you guys have a good night.
0: Send us on our way. Yeah, nothing. I was like, man. So was... all the all the cop stories I've heard is like, yeah, I was going 120 mile an hour trying to get to this rodeo. Nope. And I told this cop to take a hike. and That, not, that not... cop was just concerned. <laughs> no, he was. We're
2: going You're... 35 with this thing pinned. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Might have been smoking <laughs> a little bit. And uh we're right in the middle of some of the biggest, uh, you know, marijuana country there is, oh, and yeah. he, he's just like, "You guys a bunch of cowboys?" Huh. He he was aw- awfully surprised to hear hear us, uh, you know, be cowboys for sure. He's, he he was thinking there's a bunch of stoners. Anyway, so we go north, and uh, <clears throat> we go through. Uh, Oregon and, and Washington early in the morning we uh, I introduced these guys to a good breakfast spot up there. My wife is from uh, from north of Seattle there. Um, oh, now I forget the name of the, the breakfast spot right Patty's on, Eggness. Yeah Patty's Eggness that's right.
2: Really I, good I go there every year. Yeah. On my way from Reading to Cloverdale. Yeah. I haven't missed a year. Yeah. So it Thank you by the it, way. Uh, One yeah. thing about rodeo guys they
0: know every restaurant in every small town in the country it seems like yeah. And airport. Hey, you learn learn to find the good spots when you spend as much time on the road as we do. Yeah.
1: For sure. So, we eat at Patty's Eggness. We're up at Cloverdale in the afternoon perf, and uh, we're headed north. We go up to the Vancouver-British Columbia border, and uh, I don't know if anybody's ever been to the border there, but um, it's one of the big border crossings, lots of cars, uh, lots of people going back and forth to Seattle to do shopping and, and things like that. Well, we're sitting in line. Uh, we've probably been sitting there 10 minutes and I'm in the driver's seat and everybody's just kind of doing their own thing, you know, just kind of somber. And, you know, we'd been driving all night and, and, uh, real fast. Yeah. Real fast. (laughs) It took us a long time to get there. And, uh, I was, I was sitting there and then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh crap. And everybody's like, what? I said, I forgot to take my pistol out of this oh, van. Oh, I about this. I do remember this now, though. And I'm going to tell you what. I look in the back, and Caleb and JR are just, like, sweating bullets. I mean, Cloverdale's a big rodeo. This guy's – how many times have you won Cloverdale? Three times. Three times. It pays 20000 when they're out the round yeah. last round. So, I mean, it's not a rodeo you want to miss. And I'm like, oh, crap. Well, I've got – I mean, we've we're in lanes of cars. Like, there's – Six lanes of cars here. It's a big border crossing, and I—I I mean, we're right in the middle of it. What am I going to do? Just drop it out on the road? Like I didn't know what to do. Keister it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good luck, but yeah, that, that's an option. <laughs> Unload it first. <laughs> yes, definitely. Rochambeau to see who keisters the bullets <laughs> right. and, and who keisters the guns.
0: <laughs> so that's not what you did then. I'm going to—I'm going to tell you no. what. I'm
1: sitting there, and I'm going, holy crap. JR's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he's cussing me. He's mad at me. Everybody's mad at me because I'm like, holy crap. I really forgot to. I mean, that's that. there's stash spots for us cowboys on the way up to Canada, whether it's a buddy's house or whether it's a mile marker or something like that. We're yeah. always stashing guns. and. But
0: stuff. not 500 feet away from the border.
1: No. In the <laughs> middle of the road. Holy yeah. crap. So... Um I just said man we're just going to have to we're just going to have to go and just play dumb if I get caught and uh we go and I'm going to tell you what the cowboy card helped us out again. We come up in there and they're like, "Oh, here comes another creeper stoner." <laughs> Put my cowboy hat on and he rolled out my window and he's like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Good. How are you doing today?" And usually the mounties at the at the border are a little bit Hard hard ass ish. Yeah, yeah. I've I mean, never met
0: a mean Canadian, so I'm oh surprised no, the, at that. The 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 mounties
1: at the border, border. are, are mm-hmm. freaking like no nonsensors. Yeah. And so he, you know, I just try to pick up I I grant Cardone him. I sold him. I 10 xed my sales pitch. Seller be sold. So Anyways, I just talked to him, and he's like, what are you guys come up for, here for? I said, man, we got a truckload of guys here. We're competing at Cloverdale this afternoon. Cloverdale's 10 minutes from there. And uh, he's like, I love the Cloverdale Rodeo. Perfect. And I was like, man, are we- you going to get off in time to come down? And like, just really <laughs> yeah. like trying to keep
2: him. <laughs> we got the right guy. He didn't day.
1: even ask us if we had any firearms, so I didn't even have to lie. Oh, good. And yep. man, we rolled through there, and we got about three quarters away from the the border behind us, and we all start hooping and hollering, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, everybody was just like a sigh of relief. And then uh, we go up to Cloverdale, and uh, that was the day. Uh, I remember I had, uh, oh god, the bay horse of Kessler's that wiped me out in San Antonio that year. I mean, turned back right there. Kind of heavy and turned back and
2: um, I don't remember because that was uh, that was a day at poor drain. and I, I know, got on like I, four horses. That well, day.
1: you had the other horse I had at San Antonio for a re ride that black which, bald face
2: which one because remember they kept running them in.
1: Yeah, exactly. So i i called I called uh, Caleb crazy that day because he he gets off one horse <clears throat> and I you hit the ground somehow whether he fell down with you or something I don't remember but his glove is soaking wet and it he. You know, it's not really muddy there because they do such a good job with that arena. It's just sandy. It's sandy. But they don't have a they don't have a, a cover for the contestants. It's just, you're just sitting out there. And it always rains. Always rains. Always rains. Can guarantee it's going to rain there. And uh, he just kept saying yes to the re-ride. Well, I was done. I walked over to kind of help him and, and help pull his rig in. And uh, he's almost pulled. And he looks at me. He says, I have no idea what this horse is. Do you? And I was like...
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Uh, do you want the truth? I was like, or should I sugar? I was like, just bear down, <laughs> just be
1: aggressive, because I remember I got on him at uh, at San Antonio. I remember uh, Kessler brought in a bunch of uh, five year old colts that hadn't been bucked a whole lot, and I, he only had two out each performance, and I had one of his each semifinals performance. I had a colt in the first one and the second semifinals. I was like, oh gosh, they because they don't usually do that great. At San Antonio under the big yeah. happening. They're sweated out and washed out, but. First time to a big rodeo, they get a little, yeah. I remember that one was, I remember him because I, he made me nervous when I was riding him. He would kick so hard and walk on his front end when he'd do it. I felt like we were going head over end. Yeah. And uh, that's the one he, that you were getting on. He did the same And he did the same, same exact thing. thing with you. I said yeah.
2: he kicks hard and maybe walks a little bit, so good luck. <laughs> There's a lot of walking and a lot of kicking really hard. <laughs> but uh i think i still i'm pretty sure i got on forehead that day and still didn't get a check i don't think i, I think I so crap but rough year
1: the one positive thing about that that day was uh we got to go to tim horton's afterwards and that's always a that's always a great a experience Yep, get some get some tim bits yep Tim's have coffee.
0: Been, have you ever been it's just like a starbucks right Canadian
1: no. no, it's not even close no. to Starbucks. Oh, sorry. So much better,
0: <laughs> so much better. Timbits. I mean, what are Timbits? What are Tim bits? <laughs> what are Timbits
2: bits? are what we would call down here in America donut holes. Okay, they call them Timbits. Wow, that sounds. But awesome. Tim Tim Horton makes them. Tim Horton himself. Wow. Yeah, and they Tim's have, in the. They batter. have like you one, guys are looking at me like you're serious here. Like, <laughs> they have like twenty <laughs> different flavors, best donut don't holes they? Ever. I mean, oh, yeah. I apple mean, fritter and just regular glaze. I mean, jeez, melt in your mouth honey cruller, my favorite. And you guys are
0: like real professional athletes, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're one to talk, Mr. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I get. It, I get it. I'm not a professional athlete. I... <laughs>
1: he ate 3 quarters of a package of cookie dough last night. <laughs> wow. And then he gets up and works out and he's like, "I'm being healthy today." <laughs> I was like, hey, is there some vegetable oil or something to make the <laughs> eggs with? Oh, oh, no, I just used
0: butter. <laughs> oh, well, okay, Sanny. <laughs> Sounds good. It's only a couple weeks away. i got to get ready. <laughs> you are really embracing your Santa Claus duties. Yes, thank you. Appreciate that. You're, you're behind. You're going
1: to have to eat a lot more cookie dough. <laughs> I'm trying. So if anybody's
2: wondering, yes, I got the gun back across the border. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't really finish that. We had, well, we went to another rodeo too. Oh we, Yeah, we, we, we went should on. talk about that—the one where we ride the ferry. Yeah, isn't that whats well, that big? One. What? It was a boat. A boat. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, a, a a giant boat. We to rode. Clarify. We rode a giant boat, not a giant ferry, <laughs> but a giant boat. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's what it is. You take the ferry across there. Yeah.
0: No, I mean. So like, that's on to like Vancouver Island, apparently. That's yeah.
1: uh what God, is what? that? Victoria? Yeah, Victoria. I was like, what the heck's the name of it? Victoria. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they don't have that rodeo anymore, do they? No, they, they haven't had it for a couple of years now. Yeah, because the the green party up there put a kibosh on it. hmm yeah. And that was such a cool rodeo. It was a cool rodeo. So you had to you had to catch the boat at a certain time. The ferry. <laughs> yeah. And uh <laughs> you just you just park. You just park there. You all the rope all the roper contestants pull their uh truck and horse trailer on this big boat. Oh, I didn't think about that, yeah. Yeah. So they and and it only goes over there once a once a day. Well, I guess twice a day. I think twice, yeah. Um and then <clears throat> when you get off it it crack, it cracked me up. <laughs> Chance knock it off. It cracked me up because Easy giggles. They send it's a serious story. <laughs> okay. They send a short bus to pick us up.
2: Yeah, remember? I remember that. Like old times. I forgot about. <laughs> I'm like,
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> you send a
2: short bus to pick us up? Okay. I forgot about that. Not. I, I mean, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> I, I, hey, I mean that committee did well though. They, they didn't. Did. They were always there to pick us up. They yeah, always they had that good food. I don't remember. I was that. just gonna say that the the hospitality the over
1: hospitality. there was like shrimp and like fresh seafood. Fresh and seafood. And Amazing. Clam
0: chowder. <laughs> So how they get like the bucking horses over there? Like the eighteen wheeler way. went on the ferry and uh, went way. across. Same way. Oh heck, yeah,
2: yeah. So you could even like we could have drove, <clears throat> we could have drove the nineteen ninety two, Starcraft Starcraft on there if we wanted to, because it's like what a twenty or thirty bucks a vehicle I want to say or something like that, or you pay yeah. like, five dollars a person. Yeah. And you can you can pull your ship or something. You
1: can pull your car in there and just lean the seat back and
2: just and just yeah. sleep if you want and stay right where all
1: the cars park. Huh. Or you can go upstairs and. You know, watch, well, watching. Yeah, yeah. We watch some. Go
0: of those. out on
2: deck, freeze to death. Yeah, get wet.
0: Man, you guys are like trying to sell me on something. Like I need to go experience this. You really do. You do. Another, <laughs> another,
2: another spot
1: that you could do that. You could drive there, but Bremerton, Bremerton was another. Yep, another one. You could ride the ferry across there. Hmm. One year, I drove over and ferried back. I mean, you can. There's all sorts of ways you could do it. Yeah.
2: Which is a fair it's a big boat, Chance. <laughs> it's, a, no, I it's a big that. boat. Okay.
1: Chance is uh really stuck on this ferry <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: dill. <deal>. But Bremerton <laughs> was another cool rodeo. Get yeah. haircut, free haircuts. Yeah. Um yeah, it was uh that one was always really good to me. I've won Bremerton three times. So I always
2: like going. I honestly since I don't know that I've been back since I went with you. Really? That bad? Oh yeah, that rodeo always just beat the crap out of me. <laughs> I hate that rodeo.
1: The first time I went, I had uh, a Big Show. Was it Big Show? The big yellow mm-hmm. of Hanks. Mm-hmm. That was when that was when he was a little more enjoyable. Yeah, before he, he kind of so bailed in the air, yeah. and hung, and he was still a little heavy, but not quite as heavy as he is now. Yeah. Last time I got on, him, my epoxy fell out of my rig in about ten minutes before I had to run my hand in it, and it didn't. My hand didn't stay in.
2: Yeah. And to clarify, uh, the epoxy is basically how we keep our hands our in a rigging. It's the main source of our bind. So that's it important. It's very important. Very important. So when that comes out, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite rodeo? Oh Let ah. me guess. Can I guess? Mhm. Calgary. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Hit the I I mean it's it's a it's a close toss up when you go from Calgary, Houston, Cloverdale, and even the NFR. But everybody always says non-NFR. What's your favorite rodeo? Probably be Calgary. Hands down. Would you put that in front of the NFR? Um, Ooh. There's
1: there's one rodeo, though, that is, in my opinion, extremely fun, and there's none other like it. Pendleton. Yeah. Pendleton is... Even though... I want to go on record. I went there a lot, a lot, a lot of times, and I don't think I've ever won a check.
2: Oh, man, I've always had a good luck at Pendleton.
1: <laughs> I'm serious. Like I, like I always drew those horses that was just right there, like where you might be able to make short round, but just wasn't quite enough. Booger's pet is kind of like one of those examples. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Panther Martini, like th- these are the horses I drew at Pendleton all the time.
2: Man. Panther Martini, that's a great little 16-point jump.
1: Kick there. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, the, the time I did get on him at uh, Pendleton, though, he veered off over there to the right. Just kind of a fun. But the pick the pickup men were coming in to get me, and that horse has got some wheels. That oh, yeah. horse can run. And he outrun the pickup man down in front of the uh, the main grandstands. We were hauling butt, and I just kneed up on him like I was a jockey and took my hat off and over and under him. And that crowd just went nuts.
0: Oh yeah! But the atmosphere it. there is just killer. Yeah, I love it.
2: It's awesome. So why Calgary? What what's so great about Calgary? <sighs> Calgary's my domain, man. I've had great luck there. I've won it once, and I've made that four man round. Probably I well, when was my first year there? Twenty thirteen. I'll bet I've made the I've made the four man round there every year, but once. So I, I I've that's finished, reason enough. Yeah, I mean I've finished in the top four in that rodeo. 5 for, 6 times and and I mean it's for it's the fun. people for the people that don't know how much Calgary pays tell them
1: how much your final check was for the winning the last round 100,000 $100,000 Canadian Canadian 70,000
2: American which actually the year I won it transferred into like 94 and some change Oh that was good yeah the dollar was was named near even that year so See this is why
1: Caleb, like Caleb's one of the the best businessmen in the sporter rodeo, and this is why he hasn't chose to win it again. he's like, <laughs> I just don't like this. I don't like the this exchange trend, rate's the exchange. not good right yeah, now, right. so I'm
2: I'm holding off till yeah. it comes back. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's
1: he's made that four-man around a few times, and he's like, Nah, not the year. No, not no.
0: The I'm gonna year. settle for second. Yeah. What I remember about? something you told me one time. Like you actually have a Canadian bank account to hold your funds in there. I yeah. Was like, that, that was something I didn't even.
2: Probably about. since two thousand fifteen, I don't, I don't think. I like from the Canadian Finals, Calgary, and and rodeoing up there all year long. I've left everything up there, because I mean the exchange is it is, still up there. Yep. Well, when do you pull it out? When, like I said, you I mean we just you just said I was a good businessman. When that dollar comes back to about even, and we're, our exchange rates are about the same. Have and, you been paying attention to the politics up there? A year in for a long road, buds. Well, I've got a hidden retirement then. <laughs> So, yeah, I can't touch that till I'm 59. MC
1: hammering it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: can't touch it. no, no, Can't touch this. Dun, dun. And we're getting a little awkward <laughs> right now. So Canada, Canada sounds like the place to be,
2: I guess, from what you say. I, I mean, I love it. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, is we, that where you usually rodeo in the summertime is Canada then? We spend a lot of time up there. I didn't get to. I mean, they didn't have any rodeos this year. They completely shut that place down. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that why you're not entered in this rodeo? Probably.
0: <laughs> Talk
2: about that. Well, I mean, this year was was hectic, as we all know. I mean, uh, they shut down a lot of the season for us, you know, right around March. Didn't really come back and get rolling until June. And you had a strategy and, this winter, though. You had a surgery. You're saying, I'm going to hang out for the winter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I had to have surgery after last year's NFR on my wrist. Put me out, you know, a good five six months or whatever it was and when I got to come back everything was on hold I mean there's no rodeos they shut everything down well you you come back at the American you had a qualification for the American because you ended up in the top Mm -hmm. 10 last year and that was a dumb stubborn move I shouldn't I wasn't ready but I felt like I've been sitting at home too long yeah, it's it's a difficult decision. And, I remember you calling me, to, picking my brain about it. Yeah, I mean, I was I was still way too sore to probably nod my head, but in my mind, I I felt like I right rightfully deserved that spot and earned that spot. And like I said, I'd been at home too long, and I, I love the sport of rodeo and and riding bucking horses so much. So I was like, man, I I can go grit this out for eight seconds, you know. Yeah. And I remember actually talking to you after that, and he's like, "What? What do you think would have happened if you'd actually rode and made that?" made that eight man the next day i was been like, Ugh. I would have hoped for the hopper in the pen, even though there wasn't one and right. tried to do my best, you know, but yep. yeah, I just I wasn't ready and um as the season went on there just there was slim pickings for rodeos. What rodeos we did have added two to five thousand dollars a rodeo and when you're trying to make up a, a winner run, like mind you, my winter runs from Houston, San Antonio, San Angelo, everything else that goes on, I mean I can I usually have pretty good winter runs and have a fifteen to thirty forty thousand dollar winner. Well, that's a big chunk of change when you're trying to make the NFR right there. And I mean, if you'd had fifteen thousand, you'd have made the finals here. Yeah, I mean, that's all it would have taken was an extra fifteen. I'd have been there, and not having that, and then trying to play catch up with no rodeos to go to. It was just and was then brutal. not to, and then not to mention there's there's rodeos throughout
1: the season. What we call duck offs, where you can kind of you know if you need to make up some ground at we call them duck offs because usually not not your elites or a lot of them don't enter that. You can kind of roll off over there, when you easy a couple thousand dollars, and, and roll on if you need to. Those are good confidence builder rodeos if you're in a slump. But there was none of that this year. They're every gone. every single rodeo you, that you went to, you were competing with everyone. Everyone, the elite, right on down to the young guys that you know. There's a lot of young guys um, that ride good, but they haven't figured out how to ride those those strong ones. Yeah. Get. But if they draw that hopper, I mean, they, they're tough to beat. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so you got everybody you're competing.
2: Everybody. With. Yeah. I mean, this, this was the first year in my career. And I mean, I've been doing this for a few years now where bareback riders were actually getting drawn out of rodeos. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not that many bareback riders to usually get drawn out of rodeos, but everybody, they're slim pickings for rodeos, everybody's hungry, craving it and wanting to go. And not enough entries. I mean, you go to a three-day rodeo; they take thirty to forty-five entries. They're getting sixty to seventy. They're drawing thirty guys out of these rodeos. Oh wow! You know, and well, and I mean, on that subject, Coleman, Texas, this year was one of those that had like a forty-five-person um, cap on it, only limited to forty-five. Stay Smith and his crew. My my hats off to them. I mean they helped kind of kick off getting rodeo going back again or getting them going again with that rodeo Mm -hmm. and they stay Smith spent, I don't know X 20, 30, whatever thousand dollars out of his own pocket to bring in other contractors. And he took all, I want to say we got 75 entries at that rodeo. There was slack in the bareback riding after the rodeo. Never happens. Never happens. And, and that, and stay Smith and Coleman, they did it. And then, I mean, from then on, you know, we started having more rodeos, more people could see it could be done. You know, there just had to be some protocols and follow along. And um, that kind of got what we did have for a season, in my mind, rolling. And But like I said, it just slim pickings. And back to the Canada deal, I, I go up there all summer long and can win 15,000, 20,000 out of Pinocchio, you know, another good chunk out of the Strathmore and Airdrie and all those that go on up there. And I. I have a twenty thirty $30,000 hit out of Canada alone and didn't have the opportunity to do that this year and didn't have that and I would say yeah I mean not being able to go up there played a little bit and in, in the fact that why I'm not entered here
1: for sure yeah so one one last thing I want to hit on here is I kind of I want to know a how you got your start and who your idols were growing up how I got my start I, yeah like what what made you choose bareback riding who got you who who got you
2: involved in bareback riding um gosh dang I've been well, I started when I was 12 um you know uh a guy named Garrett Olson Jess Thomas and geez, Sean Dudley I don't know I, I a handful of them guys Hutch Haslam and, and his dad and Everything, they kind of, I did, I rode them bareback ponies, which we already talked about and I don't agree with. I I started there and went through junior rodeos and stuff that way, and I only did it for an extra event to win the all-around. Well, them guys I just mentioned, they kind of pulled me aside as I was turning into, like, the freshman, you know, eighth grade and freshman season, started helping me out a bunch and kind of getting me ready for high school rodeo. And, I, I mean, I, once again, I've nodded my head on bucking horses that first half of the season, my freshman year, just for all-around points. Just, I, I mean, I loved riding bulls. That was my deal. I rode bulls, team rope and rode bucking horses. And riding bulls and team rope was my deal. And um, after the fall, my freshman year, everything clicked. And it was from then on, all of a sudden, riding bucking horses had become my forte, and the other events went downhill and I I mean I owe it to them guys they just kind of I think they seen maybe I needed some help and was struggling and they kind of helped guide me along push me along and the more and more I got on the more and more I craved it once I learned how to use my feet learned how to lift learned how to actually ride a hopper even that's when I, I fell in love with it and it just grew from there so when you
1: were in junior high and high school and uh you were you were watching these elite guys these these guys that were at the NFR in, in your time. Who are the guys that you watched that you wanted to emulate that you wanted to ride like and that you wanted to pursue that?
2: Um, well, I don't I don't even know.
1: You wanted to be Caleb Bennett, didn't you?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I I loved watching bareback riding, and I remember. I mean, I remember watching Kelly Timberman, Simran Gurki. I mean, you know, a handful of them guys. Mm-hmm. Even, even old videos or whatever. Ty Murray and whoever else. I mean, Spurn horses and, and and growing up watching. But I never had that one that I was like, "That's who I want to ride." Like, yeah, i i I never, I never really had that. I mean, i've I've had, I guess, guys. Like uh, the way they talk, act, work at it, whatever you know. Your your Casey Fields, your Bobby Moats, like them guys that are are really putting in the time and great world champions. Like I look up to them, mm-hmm. still do. And but I never really had that one that I was like, I want to try to ride like that. Yeah.
1: One last question for you, Caleb. If you could, you know, if you had a young kid that was uh Coming up to you and said What do I need to do to get my start And And how do I go about this What would you tell them
2: um, Well I guess One it would depend on how, how far along they are Two I would start them the, probably the same way I started my younger brother And I'd tell them to get their butt in the gym mm-hmm. And you can spend Two months in the gym Dedicated Stay with it you know, four or five days a week, prove to me that you want it, then I'll I'll step aside and, and I'll take the time to help you and push you along further. But um, it starts with discipline, as you, as much as you know. Like riding bucking horses. there's so many kids nowadays claim they want to ride bucking horses. And I've done a handful of schools, and you can pick two or three kids out that are actually going to take what you teach them and, and use it. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the, if you got 15 kids, the rest of the 12 are just there because their parents wanted to bring them there. Yeah, for so. sure, you know, and and that's that's
1: one thing I wanted to touch on. I don't, I don't, we don't have a lot of time right now, but um, your little your little brother Cooper Bennett, mm-hmm. this kid is going to be seen at the finals. I've I've been watching him. The first time I seen him, you asked. I was in Ogden, Utah, and uh, you couldn't be there. He had a high school rodeo, and you said, "Hey, will you go help my little brother on?" And he's got a horse today that I don't really want anybody else doesn't know what they're doing to get on him. When I seen this kid, I was like, "Holy cow! This kid rides good," and and he rode extremely well. Now he's now he's old enough to be traveling with you a little bit, yeah. and uh, I look to see him there. But one thing that I would add to that, um, as you well know that we t- that we talked uh, we talked about a little bit earlier, is surround yourself around people that know the game, that um, that make you better. Yeah. You know. Don't, don't try to surround yourself around people that you know that you can, that you know, you can beat because that doesn't make you better. No, you, you got to strive to, to be better. Um, whether it's competing or business or whatever it is, um, you got to surround yourself around those, those people that, that sharpen your tools. And, uh, I know Caleb extremely well. And if any of you young guys are out there, you have kids that are, um, wanting to be bareback riders. If you see Caleb, go talk to him because I've seen him from the time he's in high school till now, and his head is not is not big at all, and he's always wanting to help people, and uh, he's easy to talk to. We always have a great time, and we're extremely glad that you come on the tack room talk today, and uh, hope to have you sometime in the future again.
2: Heck yeah, it's been fun. I'll look forward to it.
1: Absolutely. Well, have a good rest of the week. Um, we've got a busy week ourselves, but, uh, yeah, we're going to do some more of this extremely soon. So thanks for being with us today. Adios. See ya.